Hi, it's Shana here. Before this episode starts, I'm popping in with a quick reminder about our upcoming CEU on Thursday, May 16th on a person-centered approach to behavior management. School taught us a lot about ABA. However, the thing with ABA is that it's a science and it's constantly evolving. So a lot of what we learned back then doesn't always apply now. Today, we want to use a person-centered approach to behavior management, um, but what does that look like and how can our learners still make progress in this kind of approach? So join us live on Thursday, May 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time as Shira discusses how to use a person-centered approach to behavior management with your learners. This CEU is presented by our very own Shira Karpel. You can earn one learning CEU for ACE, QABA, or IBAO. Join us live at this event or to watch the recording asynchronously, go to howtoaba.com forward slash CEU. See you then. Hi, I'm Shira Karpow. And I'm Shana Gaunt, and we're board certified behavior analysts. At How to ABA, we provide practical resources, community, and support to ABA professionals. In each episode of our podcast, we will be having real conversations with real people sharing real stories about ABA. We'll share relevant strategies and actionable tips that will make us all better ABA practitioners. It's the ABA content you need that you're not going to learn in a textbook. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are doing something a little bit different. We have a guest today who is not a BCBA, does not work in the field of ABA. We are talking to Michelle Ward, who is the owner of MW Group and Modern CPA. Welcome, Michelle. Ah, thank you for having me. I'm excited here to talk to you know the people who are your listeners and everybody that could benefit from some of the information. Amazing. So can you start by telling our audience a little bit about you? Yeah. So I'm a CPA, which is a certified public accountant. Not all CPAs do taxes, but I happen to do taxes and small business accounting. Um, I started my firm um, back in 2014. Um, I had been in a, a larger regional firm, um, was feeling unfulfilled, a, very similar to a lot of people who go out and start their own private practices, people that, you know, are ABA members and, um, you know, Starting my own practice was really uh, difficult. I, even in the business of being in the business, I I still found it difficult. But um, I went out and started my own firm, and it grew in size. And my husband happens to be a CPA as well. So after mm-hmm. about yeah, after about five years, he I was in the in the business by myself with another partner, and I said I need somebody else to come on. And so he ended up joining me. Uh, he left his firm and joined uh, my practice. And now it's really just the two of us in practice. And we decided uh, last year, full force, we were going to start Modern CPA Online. And the whole goal of Modern CPA Online is to provide business education to small business owners. Um, We find that people don't get the necessary business instruction that they really need. So you may be a therapist, you may be a dentist or a photographer, but you you also have to understand how to run your business and what taxes are due. And so we were having the same conversations with people over and over. And we decided, well, I think it's time that we kind of invest in this and, you know, help provide some of this information to our clients in a kind of a DIY basis. So at your speed, um, as you kind of absorb it and 
something to refer back to uh, later on. So that was the whole goal of Modern CPA Online. So we're running two businesses. <laughs> wow. So another podcast needs to be about, wow, how is it to work with your husband? But that's oh, I know. <laughs> If there's a reason that we're we're super like uh, in tune with each other, we're not the same, but we are very complimentary. So um, we are very lucky because I know a lot of couples that would go crazy if they were in business with their spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we avoid that. Yeah. Um, So the reason we wanted to talk with you, which was, I thought, such a great idea is because so many of us go into the field of ABA, you know, we become BCBAs and we spend years and years and years learning the theory and learning the practice and working with kids and, and learning all the principles of ABA and memorizing the textbooks. And then you get your, you know, your first job. And all of a sudden there's all these things that you need to know that really weren't part of your training at all. Um, a lot of it, you know, people are thrown into managing a team. Um, they're independent contractors and now they have all these expectations on how to run their own, you know, small business, or some people are starting to open their own little practice or an agency where there's so many things that are not part of anything that we know as BCB. Exactly. So I loved having this topic. You know, we do get a lot of questions from people about these kind of things, and I thought it would be so helpful. Um, could you tell us some of the, you know, major challenges that you're seeing with, you know, small business owners that that you wanted to solve with Modern CPA? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times what happens is people come to me and they have, they're like, oh, I'm going to start my own private practice um, because we do have a lot of therapists that we service in our uh, CPA firm, whereas Modern CPA is more of a education line, right? So in our CPA firm, we have a lot of practices. We have large practices. We have um, small little practices. We have people that um, have employees under them or independent contractors under them. So we see a wide range of people. And one of the biggest things that they come to us with is they just don't understand what they need to do in order to one, you know, file their taxes. Like, what do I have to keep track of? Um, That is in and of itself. I mean, they know that they can collect revenue, either direct pay or through insurances, but like what other things do they have to do in order to, you know, make sure they're not overpaying in taxes. And the second thing is, are they set up right? And a lot of times, um, you know, they're told that they have to be an LLC or something like that. And an LLC is a limited liability company. Um, So there's a lot of confusion around what is like the best way to go about it. Um, And then we start having those conversations with them to kind of ease their mind about some of the ways to help organize themselves, right? Um, whether it be setting up the practice and organizing your expenses, organizing your receipts and and those things. So, mm-hmm. And what I love about um, modern CPA versus like regular accounting, you know, for, for many years when you have a regular job, or at least for me, um, it was very easy to hand off like, you know, whatever form you get at the end of the year to your accountant and he does it all for you. And then- Or she- or she does it. Of course, it. <laughs> it happens to be a male, but I'm I work kidding. with many female accountants. Um, shout out to our accountant. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then, you know, as, you know, we grew a business and I became an independent contractor and, you know, things with your job become more complex. I personally had like a bit of like a, a mind block. I was like, I can't deal with it. I'm not an accountant. I don't want to deal with any spreadsheets or numbers. And I kind of avoided it for a very long oh, yeah. time. Um, and what I love about what you're doing is education and empowerment so that we can understand 
what we need to do. It's really not that intimidating. Um, if you no. kind of understand everything around it and like you basically, you keep a basic spreadsheet of your income and your expenses, um, you don't have to call it a fancy name. You don't have to like be familiar with all of like the fanciest terms. Um, it's really just basic education around what you need to know. And it's really not that complicated. And so I love being able to empower, you know, fellow small business owners or just people who are their own independent contractors to be able to understand it. Absolutely. Because, you know, you think that, you know, if I say, oh, well, we're a small business um, education, you know, platform, um, people think, well, I'm an independent contractor that really doesn't apply to me, but it actually applies to you, even if you're not a separate LLC, or if you have, you don't have an S corporation or any of those things, it is all the same rules. So you want to follow all the same guidelines and, um, you know, set yourself up for success. And part of that, is knowing how much money you're actually making. You know, are you seeing the right number of clients? Should you increase your clientele? Do you have the capacity to maybe bring on another person? Or, you know, um, are you making the profit that you want and what is holding you back from that? If you're not organized in that, you know, simple spreadsheet, you know, uh, sample sheet or whatever, you're still going to, you know, be questioning whether or not you're at the right place. So that's like one of the basic things is that setting up that foundation to go forward. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. And like you mentioned before, there are a lot of write-offs for independent contractors or people with, you know, their own business, whether they're, you know, a limited liability corporation or not. So whether they're incorporated or not. Um, and if you're not, understanding what receipts to save and which ones to not save and what to, you know, keep track of and what not to, um, it can be really overwhelming. And like you said, you probably overpay in taxes. So it's really, really important to be on top of all of that. And, you know, we don't learn that from a textbook, like the Cooper, Hare and Heward textbook that is like our Bible, basically, like doesn't have accounting 101 in there, no. and yeah. nor should it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you have to get it somewhere else. Well, exactly. And yeah. I love modern CPA online. It's really awesome for that stuff. You break things down into really simple um, ways that are really easily understood. And it's like you said, it's all about the education. And it's like, you, you know, you read through it and you go, oh, that's it. Oh, I can yeah. do that. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we find that a lot of people like Sherry, you said you put it off um, and putting it off just like mounts the situation and just makes it even more intimidating. Yes. And what one of the things that we kind of stress in the whole program is, okay, break it into components, you know, try if you're behind on, you know, six months worth of activity within your business, you know, let's, let's start with the first couple months, you know, and, and just start with that. And then take another month maybe, and then do another couple months and, or, you know, put it down for a couple weeks or a week and, and then revisit it. And once you get kind of squared up and you're at current, then just pick one time during the month and do do your books. Um, it will help you because going back in time, you can't remember what you did or why you did it. And, oh, whoops, I used my personal card instead of my business credit card or my business checking account or something like that. So 
there, you know, it's good to do that stuff as you're going rather than letting it go all the way until the end of the year. (laughs) So I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you've seen inside of my closet. I have this file folder that I have every good intention of using it for Right. So what I'll do in that file folder is I'll stick my current receipt. So I pay for something on my visa. I stick my receipt there. And then in my mind, I think, okay, when I get my visa statement, I'm going to go through my receipts, staple all the receipts to my visa statement, put everything in, you know, an accounting document. I never document. even thought of that, but that's a great idea. And <laughs> great idea. that's in my mind. It's a great that's idea. the beautiful plan. <laughs> in reality, what happens is I get that thing in the mail. I go, oh, it's, I'm really busy today. Oh, I'm busy today. And that goes in the file folder and then I forget about it. So I have, you know, six months worth of receipts and visa bills all in there stacking up. Um, And every so often I just go, okay, enough is enough. And I take my whole dining room table and I take everything off of it and, you know, have to just sort receipts. And I feel like I'm in a totally like kindergarten matching program. Okay. August goes with August. Okay. September goes with September, but um, yeah, it, it has to be done. And it's almost like you just have to block a day in your calendar to do this. Yeah, it's so much easier blocking, you know, uh, a month of activity probably would take you a half an hour if you really thought well, about it. It would be but really easy. I was going to say to cut you off. It would be really easy if you just did it at the time, right? Like Exactly. Like <laughs> half an hour of your time, I'm done. I don't have to think about it anymore for right now. And then, you know, if you put it all off, then you're spending a day or more because now you're trying to piece things together. And then you're not sure if you captured everything. You know, what if you did use a different card or something like that? And no one, especially now with the way that economy is going, nobody wants to overspend or pay too much in taxes. And it really does make a huge impact on that bottom line and what you are paying in taxes. Um, And a big reason for that is because uh, a lot of people that are independent contractors or LLCs that are single members or even partnerships that for that matter, pay self-employment taxes on their net income. And that is a huge number. That is 15% right off the top. That's not income tax. That is Medicare and social security taxes. So we always have to remember, you know, you could end up paying no federal income taxes, but still owe 15% because of the Medicare and social security taxes. So that's definitely something to think about. Well, we know how um, now Shana tracks our expenses. Um, How do you recommend we do this, you know, staying on top of our income and expenses? Is there like a method that you recommend? Yeah. So we have a a masterclass that we offer for free. That's at uh, moderncpaonline.com slash masterclass. And it's also um, in more details in our courses. But what we do is we simply say, okay, don't overcomplicate things. Start with a basic spreadsheet and we provide you with that template and we go through, okay, you really need to come up with how you're going to organize your documents, right? Um, Because if you don't have an organization system, then they're all over the place and in big piles. And then you're spending even even more time trying to figure that out. Um, And then what we do is, you know, say, okay, break down every month, pick your time that you're going to do your income and expenses and go through that. Now, we also provide in that course, a lot of basic um, expenses that most small business owners would incur um, and give you some information about how that could apply to you. So a lot of people um, you know, really find that helpful because they almost need examples of what it is that they could write off. And then they go in their brain and they're like, oh yes, I, you know, I am paying for my license and that needs to be a deduction. I, you know, I never knew I could write that off when I was an employee. I didn't get to write that off. Right. And maybe sometimes your employer paid for it. Well, 
if you're an independent contractor or a small business owner, you get to write that off. So, you know, there are a lot of things that people can do um, to, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that they're capturing some of those things. So maybe for some people, definitely not myself. Maybe you could just explain what write that off means. Absolutely. Very it's a terms. Yeah. Very basic terms. So write that off. <laughs> Has anybody seen the Shit's Creek episode where he says that the write off yes. people. Yeah. So <laughs> my husband and I <laughs> laugh about that all the time, but um, you write that off means that it is allowable business deduction. Okay. And so when the IRS says that an expense is an allowable deduction, they say in the ordinary course of business, is that expense required for you to operate your business. And some of those things, a good example is like rent. You pay rent in your office or you may pay for your business insurance, right? Those are ordinary and necessary expenses to operate your business. Now, every industry has things that are a little bit different, right? So a realtor has different types of fees than a therapist would have, right? They have some of very the same fees. So they may have things like business insurance that are the same or the their use of their cell phones may be the same or they may even use their business use of home like their office office in their home but they have different types of other expenses as well so every industry is a little bit unique because there's different types of fees that they incur or normal things you know dues subscriptions for that industry so write that off as ordinary business <laughs> expenses that are allowable Got it. Thanks. Um, So one question that we get kind of often is as a BCBA who's entering a job and they were given an option to be either a salaried employee or an independent contractor, Mm -hmm. um, is there like pros and cons to each decision or is there one better than the other? Yeah. So if you're an employee, you're really under the direction of the organization that you're working for. That organization typically pays um, as an employee, they'll pay half of your Medicare and Social Security taxes. So we talked a little bit just earlier about that being fifteen, a little over 15%. Well, they're paying half of that for you. So when you are talking about your salary, um, you're not only getting paid what you're your base salary is or any bonuses, but they're also paying some of these other taxes for you on top of that. So you cost them a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Many times when given a choice, um, I usually tell people, look at the situation specifically because it's not always right one way or the other. But when you're an independent contractor, you have to take into account that you are now required to pay these other taxes. And that may change the rate at which you're charging the the people you're working for as an independent contractor. So for instance, let's say you got paid as a salary person at $50 an hour, but they're also paying half of your Medicare and Social Security taxes. They're also giving you benefits, um, all of these other things that adds to it. If you're an independent contractor, well, now you're um, you're required to manage your own health insurance. If you are wanting health insurance, you have to pay all your own taxes, but then you also get some of these deductions that you're able to take against your income. So, you know, go the rate at which you're charging people will vary too, right? So it's not going to be apples to apples. It's it's there's a lot more involved in that. 
Um, being an independent contractor, you have control over what you're doing, who you're seeing. If you don't like it, you may not get the next job, right? If that person that you're working with is, is not an approved, you know, approving it, but you do have the right to, to say yes or no to what you're working on. And, um, you are able to write off things take business deductions for things like um, business expenses that you're incurring in order to generate that. Whereas an employee, you may not be able to do that, especially on federal. They they took that away. So it, you have to look at each scenario. And I find that people do make the mistake of like comparing just the numbers, like what one oh, yeah. makes, what, what the other one makes. And it, it's not, you're not comparing the same thing. No, you're not. You almost have to um, take everything into account and then compare Right. And um, you may find that that takes a lot of work. Um, some people really just don't want the hassle of having to keep track of income and expenses and, you know, filing differently on their tax return. They would much rather just be an employee of somebody, regardless of the amount of money that one could make or the potential. Um, it is easier for them to have a stable job and just get their pay. And, and that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to do what works for you and your situation and your lifestyle. You know, I liked being an independent contractor and I wanted to make my own schedule and, you know, be available for my kids' schedules and then things change and I didn't need that anymore. So you have to like really choose your own priorities if healthcare is a priority, you know, so all those factors matter. Yeah. And, you know, there you also look, have to look at the opportunity that's in front of you. You know, if you feel that, it, oh, I'm, I don't know if I really like this organization, then maybe that's not the one for you, you know, and, and where you may not have entertained being an independent contractor before, but you really like the potential that is there. Um, and then you think, okay, well that now it makes sense for me to do that, right. but it can be scary. <laughs> So for somebody who's starting a small business or this is their first time filing taxes, what are some you know recommendations that you have in that process? Um, I, I always recommend once you have become an independent contractor or you are running a some sort of small business, I say get yourself an accountant. Um, you know, somebody who knows the tax law to help walk you through, especially in the first few years, because there's so much that you need to learn. Even if you took our courses, you still have some questions. And we provide like a Facebook community for people to ask questions in. Um, and then we answer them as the CPAs now that it's not like straight on advice, but it gives you a guideline. So having somebody to kind of help you through some of that is very helpful. Um, also, you know, the do-it-yourself tax returns, uh, although they do ask questions, it is not a cure-all for, you know, filing your taxes, especially when there's a small business or independent contractor scenario involved. Um, you know, they, it, it can only do so much. So, And paying the accountant is probably a write-off too, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> It is a write-off well, <laughs> and you, you can save so much. And once you build a relationship with your accountant, you know, you may get to the point where you're now thinking about bringing on people and maybe you have your LLC and you say, well, I want to be an S corp now to help mitigate some taxes and do some tax planning. It is great to have a relationship with an accountant to be able to bounce those ideas. It's still important to understand what those things mean, but really with your own situation, have somebody with you to help you through that and decide whether or not that makes sense. 
And Michelle, do you need an accountant in the same state as you? Because are there state laws that are that vary, or is it you know I can I'd love you as an accountant, and I can get you virtually, and you're in a different state, and that's okay? How does yes, that work? basically there we can go from state to state as an accountant. Um, if I was doing audits for financial statements and things like that, I wouldn't be able to unless I was licensed there. But for tax return preparation, um, we can have clients all over the country. Um, we actually do too, because we have clients in Texas, California, Seattle, South Carolina, North Carolina. We're in Pennsylvania. We have people in Florida. We're all over the place. Um, not all accountants will do, you know, multi-state. Um, my husband and I happen to be fluent in multi-state taxation. So from being in our old firms and 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 having that experience, but you know, you don't really have to, you can expand your horizons if you, you know, are in a group and they say, well, we have this great person that we work with and we just love them. And uh, you, you can always interview them and see if it's a good fit. Cause I think it's really good to have a rapport with somebody um, even if they're not, you know, down the street. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned that you offer the online business, online business courses. Um, what, like, what are some of the benefits for someone to take those courses? Who should take those courses? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I think an ideal person is somebody who hasn't started doing their practice yet, right? They're, they're thinking about going out on their own and they just don't know what the right steps are to get started. And so we have modules in the course on setting up your company. Do you need an LLC? What is a pass-through entity. These are things in terms in business that people throw around that you may not understand. And it is not that you are really having to memorize these things, but it's more of a familiarity with what they mean. And then we go into setting up a team. And a team doesn't necessarily mean like um, hiring people as employees, but team members mean, do you have your attorney on hand? You know, who, who's going to be your attorney? Who's going to be your banker? Cause it's always good to have, you know, a relationship with a banker, people like that. And then we talk about income and expenses, deductions, basic accounting, and then also, uh, taxes, what to expect when you're a different type, different types of entities, right? And so we talk about the taxes, and one of the big things is, do I have to pay estimated taxes? That's always a really big thing, and so we get into a lot of those things as well. Um, so it's it's like a soup to nuts uh, education course for small business owners, and something they can refer back to even as they're growing because things change. Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing. I think it's something I probably should have taken, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, where were you when I first started? A lot of these are the hard yes. way. From some, I think you know. it just is helpful. You know, it's just so helpful to have a basic understanding. Yeah, for sure. So where can people find out more information? Yeah. So our website is um, moderncpaonline.com. Um, we have um, some products there, workbooks, um, a free masterclass is also available. And we have our online course. Everything is on there. We also have our own podcast where we talk about all things business. And we talk to other business owners about what they dealt with as new business owners and the struggles. And then we also um, have blogs. So there's a ton of free resources. We um, we're on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. So uh, all of those uh, platforms are are available. So 
Wow. Well, we highly recommend anyone who is falling into this category. Um, check it out. I know it'll be very valuable. Um, and we thank you so much for being here and sharing Absolutely. all that information with our audience. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks thank so you. much, Michelle. Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate and review so others can find out about us too. For more from How to ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com and make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.